0: Welcome to You Here, Big Girls' Attack on Titan podcast. I'm Mom Taku. And I'm Luna.
1: And I'd like to welcome you all to our chapter 123 discussion. We're back. Yeah, we're back. After a month of absence, and we would like to thank Reiko, Al, and uh, Ellie for taking over last month. You Here, Commonwealth fans, was uh, an interesting podcast.
0: I loved it. I <laughs> absolutely Loved it. And when Al threatened to take over the series, the podcast, I was like, (laughs) please do it. I would listen to this all day long. So yeah, I was really glad that Ellie was there to be like our voices and that Al and Reku, you know, the opposite view. And I I just thought it was a really great discussion. And I'm very, very grateful to them for doing it.
1: I had quite a few laughs while listening to it. And I was really thankful for Ellie being there as well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too.
0: Oh, can I say wrong manga still? <laughs> <laughs> I was think when I was editing it, I was like so glad that we weren't there because it would be like we would just be sitting there being like, um, "Oh crud! Who are the Muppets? Those two old men and the Muppets in the balcony?" Oh yeah, th- I yeah, I know yeah. who you mean. <laughs> that would have been us. We would have been there going <laughs> wrong manga. You know, the like the cranky we would old have been- men. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it was kind of refreshing, and I love that they kept it to, like, a reasonable podcast length, which, dun-dun-dun, we're going to try for that, yes? Yeah, definitely. From now on? Okay.
1: So, this uh, month's podcast is a little bit different than what you're used to from us. Uh, Normally, we discuss the chapter, then we go into news, and then into the Q&A. We've decided to start from the end basically and start with the Q&A because we got a lot of questions about the chapter and I think
0: just doing the Q&A this month will be more than enough. I think the chapter discussion will fall out of the Q&A because the questions we got covered everything. But I do want to start with our old tradition of chapter impressions because Well, I have been talking about this chapter nonstop for two weeks publicly on like live streams and in DMs. I actually haven't gotten to talk to you yet. What did you think about the chapter? Um, Have we really not talked about it at all? We haven't. Mm -hmm. We've had other stuff to talk about. That's true. (laughs) I
1: I was a bit surprised because... Again, I saw a couple of leaks, and I thought, oh, for sure, that that's fake. Again, you know, like uh, Levi with the clown. And that it was real, so I had a good couple of laughs. And I think this chapter was quite funny as well. There were uh, quite a few points where I was just rolling over laughing. And uh, yeah, then reality sinks in again, and we're back in parodies. And reality is sinking in for Armin as well, uh, realizing that he was indeed wrong about Eren. And then we see the true monster that Aaron always kept inside, now also manifesting itself on the outside. Oh my God, that thing was ugly. Mm-hmm. This must have, been a, must have been a really rough chapter for people who, like, said Aaron was a good kid and you know he would do the right thing. And then they get to see him, like, in his in his best in the first half of the chapter, but also his
0: worst at the end of it. I have talked about this chapter to a lot of people. Do you know, um, there's a guy that comments with frequency on the podcast, and I'm probably going to slaughter the name. Do Bubonum. Do Bubonum. Okay, I have talked with him. I'm going to say six hours, maybe more, in addition to like five hours on the live stream with Andrew and then on my Tumblr blog. And I think, I mean I want to say like I'm talked out at this point. But obviously, that's not the case because, yay, here we are. But (laughs) I'm definitely, like, aware of just how fractured things are right now for people, this fandom. And the poll this month, you can see the divide. If we were ever divided before, like, those battle lines are drawn and people are, like, in the trenches. It's a mess, an absolute mess. And, yeah, for those people... Who have always believed in Aaron's better qualities in his good side. This was awful for them. And that group, from what I can tell, is holding on to hope that he's bluffing. That this is not this is not what he's doing. I know Soul Madness, The Humble Servant, Aluola. They are all in that camp. They are all just holding oh, on really? to hope that this is not yes.
1: No, this is this is Ragnarok. I we've
0: we're here. It's happening. I guess we could just jump right into the poll. Do you think Aaron truly intends to destroy the world or do you think he's bluffing? 58% right now do believe that he is completely serious about destroying the world. But that means that 42% believe that he's bluffing. So that's pretty significant. Is it the rest?
1: What were the other options?
0: The other option we gave was I'm not sure. Hmm. So the fact that, 34% of the fandom isn't sure. tells me that they're holding on to at least some hope that he's bluffing. And then um, only 7% were very confident. Oh, he's totally bluffing. There's no way he'd go that far. So still, but looking at the number, he's completely serious about destroying the outside world. 58.1%. That's slightly over half. So there are still people
1: who believe that he's bluffing. Under
0: half think he might be bluffing.
1: Even though, like, it's been spelled out for them, like, at this point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? We have a couple more chapters to go. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hold off doing my I told you so dance until then. It's fine. I can wait a little bit longer.
0: <laughs> I am at the point now where, for Aaron, for me, my head says he's going to genocide the whole world. My heart is hoping he's bluffing because I just, I didn't want this to happen.
1: Wrong manga again? Like, everything has been pointing
0: towards this for such
1: a long time. Like, from the beginning, probably.
0: And it's like Sol said in the live stream. There's nothing he can say to prove that Aaron Yeager is bluffing. And Al has said it too, Aluola. He just, you either believe or you don't. And I don't believe it, but I want to believe it. So that's, that's where I am.
1: No, I, listen, like, people are pointing out more and more parallels with Norse mythology and I'm I'm on that boat right now this is Ragnarok and I've always said like well I've always said that my hope was that they would do something at least Eren and Reiner um, that would create a better world in the end and apparently that's going to mean that they have at least Eren will have to destroy the old one So I wouldn't be surprised if that is the route that he wants to take are you in the whole Lelouch camp uh, as someone who has never seen that anime, although I love Johnny Youngbosch. uh, no, I don't think he is like some sort of martyr, Eren. I see that argument a lot.
0: I never saw Code gs either, but I am now at least functionally knowledgeable in who Lelouch <laughs> is and what he did and, yeah, I don't know.
1: No, he is not doing this for the greater good. Like, I've always said Eren is very selfish, right?
0: You have said that.
1: This is from a need to protect the people... That he wants to protect. It's a selfish desire because basically he's killing more people than he would be saving with his plan right now. But it's to protect the people he cares about, which is an understandable feeling. It's just Mm -hmm. the way that he wants to, you know, go about it. His way of protecting them is just unacceptable, even to those
0: that he wants to protect. I think that's important to know. The freedom that he's offering Armin and Mikasa is not the freedom they want. This is it's not, not the freedom. freedom. You don't.
1: Freedom is the right to choose, and he's taking all choice away from everyone. He's forcing their will upon others. It's not freedom he's fighting for. I've said this
0: before. But... I mean, the only person who feels that Aaron Yeager is justified or whatever is doing the mm-hmm. right thing would be like Flock Forrester. Oh yeah. And I'm sure there are more people it. in
1: paradise who feel the same right. way that just want to survive. You know, Flock Forrester is the biggest coward in the entire Survey Corps, let's remember.
0: Like, all he wants is to live. Nobody else wants what he's doing.
1: I think people want what Aaron is doing. I think they want to be secure and safe from the world. And they know that they are facing dangers from the outside. And, you know.
0: But they're not ready to go that extreme yet.
1: I'm, I'm sure the, the common folk wouldn't mind.
0: I don't know. I think you don't give enough credit to the common folk. I mean... Really? They were cheering when they came back from Marley. But they weren't cheering a full genocide. Everyone's, everyone has been told the plan is a partial rumbling to wipe out enemy military forces. Armin's in favor of that. A lot of people are in favor of that. I mean, I that to me...
1: Well, if, if the choice is
0: either we survive or they survive... I'm sure to Paradisians, we can survive with a partial rumbling. With a partial rumbling, the island is protected and has sent a message to the rest of the world, don't touch us, right? Until how long? It's an ongoing process. The whole the whole point of the partial rumbling, the, the plan that Kiyomi brought was use the partial rumbling as a threat until Paradis could stand for itself. And once it can stand for itself on the global stage, work out political solutions.
1: Yeah, but they think that because they're Eldians, because they will always pose a danger, they will always be seen as a devil, that that's not, at least Aaron thinks it's not a feasible solution. He wants to end it all once and for all. Like he doesn't want to put these people through this again or continuously for the next God knows how many decades, millennia, who knows, you know?
0: Right. And that attitude of Aaron that there is no other choice. I'm just going to end this because there's no way we'll ever have peace in the world. I think that's the one that um, is most contentious for me. The one that I've debated most actively against, I guess. Well. And I think that the poll, if Aaron is not bluffing, do you believe his actions are justified? That one's been 50-50. It's kind of been teetering back and forth between those two numbers it's currently we've got 1600 responses it's now 5148 so we are just like so divided over whether or not his actions are justified and i'll I'll be honest with you that just blows my mind like this is where this is where i'm getting in the most trouble on this i just cannot ever justify genocide like ever and it, it to me if there is a bar for genocide Let's pretend there is. It has not been reached. Like, peace would be hard. It would not be easy. It would not be a fun manga to read. But nobody else has put it off the table yet, except for Aaron. Everyone else is still working for that.
1: Well, and the thing is, like, from the world's point of view, parties could indeed kill the entire world. So they would just have to get rid of one threat to keep the world safe. And Aaron has kind of been responsible for making the whole world think that even more strongly after the whole
0: Grim Reminder 2.0 in Marley. Yeah, Angrian wrote a really good post about that on Reddit. Ichigozer. What, what is his Reddit name? Ichigozer5 or s Ichigozer? Something. IchigoRS5, I think. We'll leave a
1: link down below.
0: <laughs> but the conversation has been opened up and I've seen the posts for and against. Uh, My friend Ghost Martyr wrote one that I reblogged that I just really appreciated. If genocide is the only answer, look harder. Don't stop looking. Not yet. And the partial rumbling would have given them years to look harder. They still have millions of wall titans to protect them with a partial rumbling. So I'm just having a really hard time. Like, I know which side of that battle line I am just firmly entrenched on. Yeah. And I'm finding it hard to believe that Not everybody is on the camp of, you know, yeah, genocide's a bad idea. This is probably not a good thing.
1: Well, we've talked a little bit about this, right? Like, it's a good thing we can see this play out, how people think about a manga and not about something actually happening
0: in real life. Oh, yeah. I mean, I totally get that fiction is not reality. Like, that's, yes. It's, like, so many people want Eren to rumble the world because what a great manga.
1: Exactly, it's it's fun to read, but to say it's justifiable, what is he doing? That's that's a bit where things take a.
0: Mm. I've been defending this series against cries that it's imperialistic, Nazi propaganda, you know, and and like I've been like, yeah, it's not because it's a manga that shows how terrible oppression is and how terrible yeah, and genocide people are is.
1: Cheering it on, not quite getting the message that they're not exactly helping the antis here. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> Well, it's fine. It's fine. We're here to provide a different voice when people can choose to listen or not.
0: This 50-50 split is Aaron justified. Is that a sign that Isayama has done a good job as a manganka or that the message is a train wreck and it's gotten lost?
1: I don't think the message is a train wreck, but hasn't he said before that he wants to let readers decide what is good or bad? He doesn't want to force anything upon them. So maybe that is... You know, he's just drawing something out. But in the end, it's for us to decide who was right and who was wrong.
0: I guess. Okay, so the other super fun poll number. You ready? Uh, Luna, do you think that Aaron is the villain in this story? Yes okay. or no?
1: I said yes. What's the, what's the number?
0: At this point, you are among 28.5% who believe that Aaron is the villain in this story. 71% oh. said no.
1: He's going to kill, mass murder the entire world. Come on. If anything, he's been presented as the villain. You can maybe understand his motivations. You may want him to be better. You may understand why he's doing what he's doing. But he is
0: not the good guy. Come on, people.
1: Get it together.
0: I think in the comments, some people have said that he is a villain, but not the villain.
1: Well, okay, that that I can... Well, no, no, I still take, I take that back. He is the villain. And, uh, when you were when you ready to massacre the entire world, basically, you are the villain. I'm sorry. He's not the only villain, but he is the villain.
0: And I, I, I have seen, who was it? Somebody equated Aaron at this point more to, oh, I think it was a Atophma. I always pronounce their name wrong too, but more of a light Yagami than a Lelouch at this point, which I think is interesting.
1: I don't think he's a Light Yagami or um, even a a Lelouch. Like, Lelouch was more of a martyr in the end. I don't think Eren fits that description. And Light Yagami was a psychopath. He enjoyed what he was doing. I don't think Eren takes enjoyment from this. I don't think he enjoys killing people the way Zeke or Ani did at times.
0: We used to say that nobody hates Irwin Smith as much as Irwin Smith hates Irwin Smith. Like Irwin clearly was not having a good time. Well, <laughs> right. Well, anyway, I, and I think I think this chapter to me, Aaron. Yes. I mean, you've said that you think Aaron feels like he's justified. I'm not sure that Aaron feels like he's justified. I think Aaron feels like oh, I, there's a there's yeah. a thin line between. I, I know right? I Aaron hates that. himself.
1: Yeah, so you think he's doing it because he wants to protect the people he loves, but he doesn't enjoy killing right. all those, in, but he considers it a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. And that's where we differ on opinion. But we'll get into that more later in this podcast.
0: So the last poll results. So this is another, like, I, I like, I, I would love somebody like really smart, like maybe a lady Maui to go through and look at and compare all these numbers. We showed the picture of the devil Aaron on the last page, and I read a post on Tumblr, I think it was um, Arlington Park, who said that you could paint the skin green and color the teeth yellow, and it would not look out of place. Like, this is this is not, like, a pretty picture. Like, this one, no. yeah. I remember
1: I was thinking about it right before the podcast, and I was singing like, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> He's so ugly. How? But- we 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 is used that? that panel
1: and yes. we said
0: every Aaron is hot, true or false? Like false. Yeah, but again, fifty-five percent. Yes, every Aaron. Like, <laughs> okay, you and can I know, have him. <laughs> I know people. I know people are kidding. Like I know it's like this is a joke, a joke poll, and a joke question. So I do know like the vast majority of people who said yes are kidding, but it's still funny. Like. People want to love Eren no matter what. I get it.
1: I get it, but he's still... Like, I would never say that Reiner, with his head blown off,
0: was good looking, you know? Yeah. He yeah. really does look like a villain out of Yu Yu Hakusho at this point, and not... <laughs> like, he totally looks like Shonen anime monster. Like, look it up in the dictionary. There's this picture of Eren.
1: I haven't watched it yet, so... Don't spoil me too much, but, like, uh, I think it's from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Like, uh, you've killed millions, but at least you've made me happy. That meme.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that fits here. Yeah. And, and, and I get it. Like, I, I get it. I do. Because fiction is fiction, and you love who you love. And that's part of the fun of fiction is that you get to love somebody who in any other context would repulse you. So the last question in the poll that I thought was really interesting was, um, do you think Historia's allegiance is with Aaron? Do you think they're working together? And on this particular one, we've got like a 60-30 split. People that do think Historia is working with Aaron. That's the one I want to know. Like, I am anxious to find out. And a lot of people in the comments feel like, yeah, she's working with Aaron, but she didn't realize where he was going. Or they have an agreement, but maybe not the agreement and I think I can agree with some of those like I don't think Historia would be in favor of what he's doing right now what do you think
1: oh I, I don't think so either I, I think they chalked but I don't think they agreed necessarily but hey maybe maybe she's not depressed about the pregnancy maybe she's depressed about what, what's Aaron going to do to keep her safe who knows
0: tune in next chapter I hope it's <laughs> chapter soon yeah, We're I need this like, answered. Yeah, or you're going to kill me for suggesting that... <laughs> I'm done with this perspective hidden. I want it out. I want I want all the speculation put to rest on this topic. I'm ready to rip the Band-Aid off. I did kind of write a, I, I'm going to call it snarky, post on Tumblr <laughs> about how, at this point, everyone is just so desperate for anyone to side with Aaron right now that isn't Flock Forrester, like... I keep hearing people saying, oh, Erwin would be on, Erwin would be riding on his shoulder, leading the charge. Um, Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think people are saying that because he's not around to defend himself. And I think the same is true for Historia as well. Like, Aaron is so backed into a corner right now. Nobody's supporting him. Nobody wants what he's doing. I think there's something about wanting any other character who's reasonable, who he trusts, to come forward and say, yes, Aaron is doing the right thing. And I'm not sure the narrative is ever going to give us give anyone that. I think it would be a, a, a the wrong message to, to to send. Hot take.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it there. I don't think I have much else to add.
0: <laughs> Can we announce now, like what we're going to do with the podcast, like for people who want to speak back? Yeah, of course. Okay. So I'm sure, like Sergeant Gross and some of our other regular listeners are like literally sitting there, like either tearing their hair out or they've already <laughs> unsubscribed or have rage quit listening to us. But in case you have not, I think the comments get really interesting with people wanting to like reply to us, but it's not maybe the most effective. So Luna and I were talking about allowing audio uploads to our website, youhearbiggirls.com, where rather than sending an ask or a comment in YouTube, well, I do love those and I will definitely engage. If you want to make an audio recording addressing something that we've said, or offering an alternative opinion, uh, by all means, feel free to record it and upload it to our website. And we'll have that in place where you can do that. I guess maybe we'll call it like feedback or something, show feedback. And we'll listen to it. And as long as it doesn't violate any guidelines that we have yet to establish, (laughs) uh, we'll play it on our next podcast and respond to it. So by all means, have your say and upload it to the website. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. We are evolving. I hope people take advantage of it. All right. Shall we get into the questions? Yeah, let's start with those. So, uh, it's I think All right. So, we're going to start with an easiest and nicest one. Uh, a humble servant wrote on Twitter, "Please do not hate on Aaron too much. Otherwise, I might start crying halfway through the podcast." <laughs> Humble goes on to say, which moment in this chapter did you find the most wholesome?
1: Well, first off, I'm going to say I don't give in to emotional blackmail, so. (laughs) I think that when they were all sleeping together, that was just, yeah. And then Sasha puking in the background (laughs) into a bowl of some sorts. Yeah, but like, Mikasa looked cute and Aaron's leg was like, over... Jean's neck it was yeah it was just a really
0: nice moment I think for me it was um it, it's two right Mika's says smiling at the ice cream like that was so cute I like if that's the last image I see before I die I've seen those memes right that's all that matters and then um Levi getting the chance to save the pickpocket was incredibly cute and at the end the pickpocket getting one over on him I got the money back and the pickpocket was still able to grab it and run up the hill. And I just, I, I love that he was vested in that moment.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, it was.
0: Isayama does that, right? He includes the wholesome moment as a pain amplifier for what exactly. comes next. Exactly.
1: I was just about to say, it's, it's, it's like building you up just to break you down.
0: <laughs> I mean, we had that train scene where Aaron's like, I care about you guys. And then 112, I hate you, you know? Yeah. Just hurt us. Just hurt us.
1: And kind of in the same line uh, of thought, Kingsgrave asks us about our favorite, so not the most wholesome, but our favorite Survey Corps moments in this chapter.
0: Um, definitely seeing the car for the first time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when they made the, was it John who made the joke or that they would buy a carrot? And then a young was like, they're actually buying a carrot. I laughed so much.
0: Was, yeah, I think it was Hanji that was like, or you know, it, was it was Levi, it was Levi, he going stop yeah. them, they're going to try to feed carrots to that lump of iron, and Anyang Kapan is like, oh please, oh god, they're buying a carrot. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I'm like, that might move into like my top 10 all-time favorite anime moments, or manga <laughs> moments.
1: Another uh, fun panel was the one I talked about in the beginning, Levi with the Clown. Oh. It looked so ridiculous. What I even was so much. that? And then he comes up close. So he's like, hey there, son, you want some candy? The clown comes closer and closer and kind of squins and it's like, you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I've never seen a creepy clown before, you know, but that, that's that's so creepy.
0: And everyone is talking about Levi, like every single... Panel he's in, he looks like a male model, like he's posing. But um, And, yeah, I agree. But, like, Anya Kapan's the one that took my heart away. He, he's a good-looking man.
1: I thought they all look so horrible in those suits with the – No, they look so cute. No, the suits are horrible on them. Whatever. Especially with agree the Agree to disagree. Every, well, everyone that, looks the same. It, it's so
0: – Like, yeah. Hanji is in a tie, which I really love, like, um, as opposed to the blouses that the girls are wearing. Mm. Uh, I, I love it like that opening panel the, the one that has the chapter title Island Devils where they're all kind of in a semicircle and uh, yeah I, I think they all look fantastic and you really get a sense of how tall Connie is now which I think is kind of cute
1: yeah this was really close before Aaron left so I'm just surprised at how tall he is and how
0: different he looks as well
1: this was pre-hobo Aaron Oh, went downhill
0: after here it did. Okay. Hunters sent us a six-part ask. Yep. And I think we've already covered the first one. Thoughts oh, on yeah? Aaron killing everyone? Were you taken aback? Did you suspect it since last chapter?
1: I remember laughing while reading this question. <laughs> so were we taken aback? No. Did you suspect it? Yes. Since last chapter. Much, much longer. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I think we're both pretty repulsed at the thought of Aaron killing everyone. Yeah. Needless to say. Uh was I taken aback? No. I, I think he's been very sincerely saying he was going to do this. So like, yeah. Like I said before, head says full rumbling heart says, "God, I hope he's talking." It talks like
1: a dog, walks like a dog, quacks like a
0: dog. Mm-hmm.
1: Probably is. It's isn't? probably a dog, A genocidal maniac. Yeah. <laughs> Second question. What do you think Mikasa's perspective being given uh, means for the future of her character? So that's what I was wondering about. Was it Mikasa or
0: Armin's perspective? We got Mikasa's perspective this chapter. Uh, What makes you think it was Mikasa's? Because it is. She is the narrator of this chapter.
1: Is she? Yeah. I feel like it's Armin. It's always been Armin.
0: I know. That's what makes this so interesting. So Aaron left our side. Right? We see Mikasa looking at him leaving. When we saw him, it was too late. That's Mikasa's perspective as he's coming out of the Titan form. Every memory that continues that is Mikasa. Her seeing him slaughtering people. And then her perspective. I still have to think that day I chose another answer. These are all Mikasa. Hmm. So what this is, is we got Armin's perspective, right? We got his narration chapter, his... Was there another choice chapter? Now we've got Mikasa's. And I kind of, I personally feel like this is going to continue. Next, maybe we'll be Historia's or Yelena's. I think we're going to no, switch narration No, I don't think it will
1: here. continue. No? These were the two most important people in Aaron's life who stuck by him no matter what, who are finally seeing him for what he really is. That's why their perspectives are given.
0: But I think it's also to kind of drag out not giving us Aaron's perspective. Like, my, I guess my fear is we're never, ever going to get Aaron's perspective. We're never going to have a chapter of him with square narration bubbles saying... Well,
1: maybe that's what I said in the beginning. Like, Ysiema wants to let us choose what he's doing is correct or not.
0: There are still two flashbacks we need, right? We need Yelena's conversation with Aaron and we need Historia. So yeah. will those be presented as narrative flashbacks, like Mikasa has here, from their perspective,
1: mm, or
0: will I, we like how will that no. how will that n- flashback be handled? I'm wondering if we're I not going to keep up this pattern. No, but we'll see.
1: No, they're not that important. Especially Yelena's not that important to. Arama. Their information is important. They're, yeah, exactly. But that's not important enough to have it from Yelena's perspective.
0: Okay, we'll see. Ten
1: bucks. I'll bet you ten.
0: I am not willing to bet <laughs> ten bucks. I am just. <laughs> I feel like this is how Isayama is presenting the story through the eyes of others, but not Aaron. And I I suspect that might continue.
1: No, that's not the reason why. It it serves a a narrative
0: purpose. All right. No $10, but bragging rights. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So I don't think Mikasa's perspective, given for her future, I think it was essential that we got her perspective. Well, maybe not even essential. I'm delighted we got her perspective because too long she has not been given a voice. So I was delighted to see it. And I I think it makes sense, right? With everything else we've seen about her folding up the scarf and putting it away. I mean, I think she's always going to love Aaron, but I think she's like, like you were saying, Luna, she's seeing him with more realistic eyes.
1: I think so. Yeah. And you know, like, they both want to believe him. Like, even Armin, till the last point, they, they have faith in him. And this is where it all comes crumbling down for them. Literally.
0: Okay, number three. Why is Isayama teasing us with Historia? Does she have a hidden role?
1: Mm, she might have a hidden role. I don't, I don't really know. But, yeah, the, the teasing, I think that was the one panel where we see... Probably Historia from the back in past. Yeah. Yeah. She looks so calm in that picture. Everyone else is like, what's going on? And she's like, no, you know, this is okay. This is normal. Just observing everything. At least that's what it... Do you think she will have a a special role to play in the end game?
0: I mean, I think her perspective is critical. Her perspective at this point, the memory shard... Hers and Fezcoon's flashbacks are still not there. I think whatever... I mean, Historia is the only other equivalent to Zeke. That doesn't matter anymore. But she's still the last royal. And her perspective being hidden now since chapter... I mean, we haven't seen from Historia since 108. Uh, Obviously, it's important. Obviously, it's critical. Or else she wouldn't have been, like, literally hidden in the woods for this long. And constantly being teased. I mean, she's been teased in 108. She's been teased in 113. And she's being teased now. Obviously, we're supposed to remember that Historia is here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And at least she's finally out of that damn rocking chair. So progress, right? (laughs) Soon she will talk, hopefully.
0: Yes. Has to. Her knowledge and Yelena's knowledge at this point are like the two pieces of information we don't have. And, and obviously, like I said, Fezcun. There's like three pieces of a puzzle that we're still missing.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say Fezcun is like going to be important. Like, I think we can kind of figure out what happened there. But I feel like for Historia and Yelena, we need a little bit more.
0: Yeah, with Fezcun, we can follow the breadcrumbs. Clearly, he left that meeting, he went back to their tent and traveled with them to Fort Slava or the, the region of Fort Slava, the peninsula and interacted with them, and then returned to Marley as a deranged soldier. Hmm.
1: So question four is maybe a brief segment on chapter 122 thoughts. Um, I'd say listen to just the last uh, podcast. And if you want our thoughts, we did do a live reaction, which is on our uh, live stream channel. I don't
0: even remember 122 now. Like, I am so... <laughs> it seems so far away. <laughs> I don't even know what happened.
1: I mean, it was right before we went on holiday, right? When it came out. So a lot has happened since. So we were busy with other things. I gave it a five of
0: five. Like, it I really loved it. It was the most
1: beloved chapter so far, I think, right?
0: It was. Oh, it was this story. Oh, my gosh. I literally forgot. It was... um. OG Emir's story. Oh, right. Yeah. How did I not remember that?
1: Because we had so many things happen <laughs> in this month.
0: Okay. It was the most horrifying chapter to date. Thank you very much. No, it was, yeah. it was, yes. Okay. Great. <laughs> Next, I, okay, this is the question that I think my inbox is most filled with and the one that I haven't really weighed in on yet because I haven't made up my mind. So hopefully, you have thoughts, Luna. Who will be oh, the Delos to stop Aaron? Reiner, Mikasa, Armin, Annie, Jean, Levi, dot, dot, dot.
1: Reiner, 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 Reiner! <laughs> Purely based on the, the final exhibit. And I know people are saying, like, well, he wants to be the hero, so, you know, so badly, or at least as a child he wanted to be. Wouldn't it be poetic if he gets to be the one to stop Aaron? But as Soul said, like, Reiner and Aaron are, Two sides of the same coin, so I feel it would make the most sense narrative wise if it's Reiner as well
0: and there's a um a really good post that was shared in our um, on the podcast channel. you probably haven't seen it yet Angrian shared it, which was a really good um, discussion on why it might be Reiner
1: yes that's the one I was yes about.
0: we need yeah. to we'll link to that one too because i think that's really good i could see it going either way i actually think aaron has to be stopped i mean or they're gonna have to try
1: well they definitely are going to try that that's for certain whether they will succeed that that's a whole different
0: story <laughs> but they'll try. that's another poll question if you believe that aaron is being honest about his intentions do you believe that he will be stopped On that question, only 40% say, no, it cannot be stopped now. So no matter how justified our fandom thinks he is, a solid 60% of people think that he's going to be stopped. That's interesting. It's interesting data. So 60% of people do think he's going to be stopped, and of those, 37% think it's going to be Armin and Mikasa.
1: And how many people think it's going to be someone else?
0: Uh... Let's see. Um, the other options are all split up with write-ins. So 37% oh. – per- I mean, there's there's a few other choices we gave them. 37% think it'll be Armin and Mikasa. 10% – or no, 6% think it'll be the Survey Corps. 2.7% that Zeke will save his little brother as he promised. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> uh, okay. 2.5% 2. 2. think it will be Marley slash the Warriors. So – we didn't. We didn't single out Reiner as a person in this, but only. Let me put it this way: more people think it'll be Zeke than the Warriors. Hmm. Are you shocked? I am. Yeah, I am too.
1: But yeah, I also did a write-in for that question actually. Because yeah, I, I don't think our options were very good
0: there. Like,
1: don't it include to be me in like... this. I didn't work on this. Okay. One. Okay. Yes. <laughs>
0: It should have been like, they will join forces. And so, what did you put? What was your write in? Reiner. Oh. <laughs> I, think I sent you the poll. Seems like, yeah. I sent you the poll to prove it. You could have proved no, it. No, you and, did not. Oh. You did not. <laughs> no, I was on fire, man. Like, I, I literally, know. it was published like the moment that somebody sent me the scans from. Uh, the Amazon release, and I just like that was all we were waiting for. And I, I, I keep saying me, me, me. I, I did not write the bulk of the questions. I, um, Puppet did, and he did an amazing job. And uh, like, it's, it is a team effort. Lots of people chime in. Like, I get to be the voice, but I am like two percent of the work. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want it to sound like I'm taking credit for. I'll take the blame for it, but not the credit, because mm-hmm. I was the final person to proof it. All right. So. Oh, this this sixth question. I hadn't read this one until just now. Does the wholesome does Mikasa's wholesome reaction to ice cream top her giddiness at playing in the ocean? Oh my god. You know what? That needs to be like Yeah, that needs to be a poll question all of itself. Like which Mikasa is the cutest Mikasa? Wholesome ice cream or playing in the ocean? And what's sad about both of those scenes is that they both ended with her being very unhappy when she realized that, you know. Aaron's baggage associated with both things. Which one do you like better? I think...
1: I like the manga version that, uh, better because Aaron was a bit more forlorn in that one. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think she was unhappy. I think it was fun seeing them explore something new for the first time. So I kind of like both moments. Yeah. Well, at least she got to share in the joy with everyone when they went to the ocean for the first time. Yeah. I think I like the ocean scene the best.
0: I think I'll agree with you. I think the ocean scene was the sweetest, but um, her face with that ice cream, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, it's cute. It's cu-
1: So, uh, h- how do you pronounce it? Star Ace? Star
0: It's either Star Raves or Star Star-a-ves. Star S-t-a-r-a-v-e-s. Staraves? Or Star Raves. I don't know. Let's say Star it both race. ways. Okay. <laughs> I think by now they know who we're talking about.
1: Okay. So from Star Aves, hey ladies, uh, my ch- question regarding chapter one hundred and twenty-three. Uh, it seems clear to me that Isayama will present Aaron as wrong in his actions, just as Marley and Zeke have been. However, many people think he is completely right that the world, the whole world, deserves to die. Possibly because it's hard to believe that the protagonist we've cheered for could do something so heinous without good reason. Uh, But by chance, Eren is shown to be justified. What possible message could Isayama send with that other than maybe the silly pro-fascist message people talk about was actually true? Also, you'll notice the people saying Eren is right uh, also to blame others for his behavior. It was Emir's choice. Mikasa should have confessed. Reiner started it. Armin should have done something. Eren is so simultaneously right and also not to be blamed. It blows my mind. So, that was a long question. So basically, yeah, what, what, what would be the, the message if Eren would be portrayed as justified in his actions by Isayama? I, I don't think that will be the case, right? But for argument's it sake. It can't be. For argument's sake,
0: let's pretend. All right, be serious about it because my answer to this is obviously that every time I have defended this manga against this pro fascist message, I would have well, to you go say and apologize. Definitely, to everybody. it will show
1: a different message. I say it's up for the reader to decide. And but let's say um, it, it's shown to be justified. Maybe it's kind of to see what the outcome would be. You know, to go on. Like, maybe it's the aftermath that matters the most, Then, what message people will take away from that. Like, even if he was justified, is it, is it worth the outcome? Will it be a, a pyrrhic victory of sorts? Because, yeah, I, d- I don't think Isiyama is going to sh- show that even if Aaron even is jo- shown to be justified, that what he did will have
0: good outcome. Is there any way at that point that we could combat that pro-fascist message that we've been fighting for seven years if Aaron is shown to be just, if if we're shown a world where genocide is justified?
1: I wouldn't call it justified. It's just like a course of action that has been taken. Right? Yeah. And and, and maybe, yeah, the Eldians the can live in peace afterwards, but there has to be something else there then. Something that makes it think like is it worth was it worth the cost? Because I don't think it can be just that, even if it brings peace to all the audience, or at least the pair. Well, it's not going to be a
0: happy ending. No, that's exactly. It's going to be at least somewhat bittersweet. So, yeah, I this is the one. This is the topic that I I lay awake with at night. Right, like this is the one that worries me the most, and that I I just really well, hope the message people will is take clear.
1: away from it what they want.
0: And the second half about like people saying Aaron is right to and the and the blaming of others, I see that too. Like definitely, that's everywhere right now.
1: Yeah, I saw it as well. Like, oh, Armin, this Mika saw that, and I'm like, really? I I love how they're putting the blame
0: on other people while Aaron is the one. You know, you can you can leverage or you can say Hanji was ineffective. Armin and Mika said didn't see him for who he was. But yeah. in my mind, the genocide bar, like like I keep saying, like mm-hmm. there's a bar. There are lines that do not. I love get that crossed. you say that there's
1: even a bar for genocide. Th- there's not a bar. <laughs> there's not a bar.
0: Like there. Okay. No matter what, um, Aaron is very sympathetic. He's relatable to a lot of people. Some of my dearest friends love Aaron Yeager with their whole hearts. So yeah, that that exists, and it's kind of like if I was okay watching my child commit mass murder or like i find out my child has done something horrific the conflicting emotions that would be going through you know what could i have done differently is there anyone else who's at blame for this you know look, assigning blame to myself and everybody else would probably be a very human reaction i can't fault people like for doing that because i think that that's part of the grieving process and right now I think I see a lot of that. People are actually going through a grieving process with Aaron Yeager. They are they're just they want so much for this to be a nightmare that they're going to wake up from.
1: Yeah, they're in the n- denial stage. They will come to acceptance, but not
0: now. I don't know that you'd ever come to acceptance over something like that. When you, you still have attachments to characters. I look at um, other fictional characters that, you know, they bring so much to your life and they become exemplary for certain attitudes. Oh no, my my favorite characters are often like
1: pretty crappy people but, you know, they're fun to watch.
0: Exactly, so there's that. There's definitely that side. But then there is the side that for so many people, Aaron Yeager has gotten them through some tough times like his resilience, keep moving forward. Those messages, they they are messages that they have loved and internalized and have affected them in their daily lives and they're definitely in the grieving process.
1: You know, too much of anything is... Not good, right? Like, there, it's not a bad message per se, but when you take it too far, and, and that's where Erin is. I feel like people... Is this, quite, is this a question that's
0: coming up about Erin changing or not? I mean, there's, there's just a lot going on right now. Serum ball was bad. This is worse. Well, okay. But I guess, yeah, there's a lot of blame to go around in this, but there are lines you don't cross. There's a poll question. Mikasa wonders
1: if Aaron's ever really changed. What do you think? And uh, 78% of people say he's certainly developed, but he's the same core person. And only 8% think he hasn't changed one bit. And 12% think he's completely different from who he used to be.
0: That's a really high number. Really? i am wonder like he's completely different from who he used to be. Are those people that think he's been controlled by the attack Titan like that he's lost his autonomy?
1: I don't know about that, but i I'm in the seventy eight percent group in this one, so finally Are with you? the majority well i was i was wasn't sure if I should vote that or do a write in because I feel like parts of him has have stayed the same, but I feel like other um Parts of his personality have developed uh, and grown more strongly, presented themselves more strongly, and others have kind of faded to the background. And so I feel like, you know, he still has the same character traits he used to, just like certain parts are more amplified than they used to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Which, you know, like he could have developed into a better person or this person, and 'Cause he has also he also had like a good a lot of good character traits, right? As a fifteen year old. He did. And we see we don't see as many of those uh anymore. Maybe they're still there
0: somewhere, but we don't see them as much. We got glimpses of them in the flashback in this of old Aaron. We did,
1: yeah, we did. But I feel like once you're getting ready to, you know, slaughter everyone <laughs> that that's kind of hard to see, you know. <laughs> the cute baby in Carla's arms. It's,
0: it's just the monster that's left right now. He was the wrong person to be born in the walls, to have that power. Like, that affected him so deeply. Like, you've got somebody who feels the way he does about freedom in this kind of a pressure cooker. Maybe it was inevitable. Whereas someone like Armin's going to resent the walls, wonder what's outside of them, resent Resent not being there, but is somebody who's going to use their head, not their fists. And Aaron's always been one to talk with his fists. Maybe that's not fair to say always, but his first instinct has always been like a very physical reaction to stuff. That's what we're seeing now, right? He's definitely a product of his environment being born into like, Mm. as humble would put it, into... um, a form of oppression and he will fight oppression at all costs born into an illegitimate i'm trying to think of humble swords
1: i don't recall but a situation
0: of illegitimate authority and oppression (laughs) and he will always fight against that he was born fighting against that and yeah so now you've got a kid in this particular in his own personal pressure cooker like the all the all the elements needed are lined up and perfectly in place to explode and yeah There you go. (laughs) Moving on. Our good friend, Vyair, is back. Uh, So nice, too. I know. I I saw them reblogging posts on Tumblr, and I just, like, was so excited. Okay. Hello, lovelies. Considering how full of optimism (laughs) last chapter was, who do you think will slay the monster? Who do you wish to do it? And who should do it story-wise? Aaron declared Armin a hero. Will he become one or is he already one? And she also says, and hey, uh,
1: (laughs) hug hug all Aaron people really tight, especially last podcast guests, because they probably (laughs) need it. (laughs) Oh, well, wrong podcast? I don't know.
0: (laughs) No, I I do do really want to hug all the Aaron people really tight. I really, I hate this. I think I kind of gave my
1: thoughts already, a little bit. Like, who do you think will slay the monster? Reiner. Who do you wish to do it? Reiner. And who should do it story-wise? Reiner.
0: I'm trying to think if I could make a case for Armin in this, just to play devil's advocate with you. I mean, it would be ironic if Eren's the one that fought for Armin to survive, Bowl. and now this art culminates with Armin being the one to have to kill Eren. That would be Kind of crazy, wouldn't it?
1: Well, and wasn't Armin like, you see, I'm a self-insert, like, I create you, Aaron, I'll end you? (laughs) Kind of. It would be the most poetic way, probably.
0: It would be poetic. It It would be heartbreak. Absolutely heartbreaking. Jesus, that would be awful. Does Armin have it in him, though? Like, we've never seen Armin be who he needs to be to take on that role. I mean, I could see Armin hatching the plot to kill Aaron. I think he could do it. Yeah. He could. And maybe Reiner
1: is the one that executes Mikasa it. Mikasa couldn't do it, but oh, well, maybe they will both
0: play a part in it. I think I'm going to go that way. I think uh, Armin Armin comes up with the plot. Reiner is the Reiner executes it. Reiner is the executioner. He's the helos. Reiner is the helos. But
1: Armin is kind of the one, the mastermind behind the yeah. the end of Aaron. Yeah.
0: yeah, I would be okay with that. I'm going to cry buckets.
1: I mean, if it's going to be over, then I, I think a lot
0: of people will be sad just because it's over already. But yes, any Aaron people who need a hug, I, don't, I hope you don't view me as the enemy because my heart, I absolutely hate this for you, all of you. So the game, do we want to? No. You can. Go ahead. You do it.
1: Okay. So it's... Um... Well, let me do the English version. Snog, marry, avoid. <laughs> and you can fill in what the American version should be. And the options are Zeke, Zackly,
0: and Sergeant Gross. So. Right. So the kinder version is Kiss, Mary, Kill, right? Yeah. I, and I No, not doing it. Well, I, I, can't. I, I said Zackly can.
1: Mm, Gross. And Gross can marry Zeke, and Zeke can kill me <laughs> right before all of that happens, because I don't need to witness that. And I think out of the three of them, he would be the it would he would give me the quickest death. At least. I wouldn't have to go through a shit machine. I wouldn't have to be uh-huh. devoured by dogs, torn apart. Zeke would just be like, here, take a boulder to the head.
0: I mean, if I had to marry one, Zach Lee basically like flew under the radar and was, you know, kind of a distinguished, venerable old man. Like if he had a wife, I'm sure she had no idea what kind of (laughs) she left in his brain. So she probably was, that'd probably be like the least of the, gross did have a wife, which is terrifying. And kids. Ooh. And Zeke doesn't want to reproduce, so. Correct. I guess the better question would be of the three, which one would you kill?
1: Well, Zach Lee's already dead. So is Gross. So, that leash Zeke.
0: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yay, kill Zeke. Woohoo! Game over. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Bayer.
1: Thanks. Thanks for that last game. Yeah. So, our next question comes from uh, Anonymous. Are you expecting Annie to wake up since the rumbling has started? And how do you feel about her coming back? Also, hope you've had fun on your holiday. Yeah, we had fun. <laughs> we'll talk more about that later. <laughs>
0: So I wrote a post about this on Tumblr. I do think it's really ingenious because, you know, the whole issue with Annie has been, we don't know where she is. She's in Mitras or she's in Stohes or Trost. I mean, she's not in Chiganchina where it's all going down. So even if Annie woke up, how would she get there? Would she hitch a ride with hitch, like girl power, buddy? You know, what would Annie waking up at this point accomplish being that, that, She's nowhere near the action. And I, I think it's really ingenious because now I am 90% sure that Annie's consciousness is in the pad's realm along with everybody else's. So those people who've been waiting since chapter 36 or 38. A long, for, long, 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 long time. Yes. For a real-time Annie moment, if they're going to get it, it's now, which would be very cool. So I'm going to assume that Annie is in the pad's realm. And therefore, I think Levi is too. I think Levi is probably there uh, and capable of conscious thought. So, what do you think? I still don't Um, know, like, if that's the case, what it's going to accomplish, because I don't know how they're going to attack Aaron. But I think it might be Isayama's last chance to tie up that string.
1: Um, well I do agree with you like that Levi will probably be there because Mikasa's there. So and I and I think he's still alive. So uh, as for Annie, am I expecting her to wake up? Yes. I do for the same reasons you said. Like she she must be bursting out at any point now, but how do you feel about her coming back? That's the real issue because at this point what more does she have to, have to offer to the story like i I don't see her her coming back as a as something consequential at this point,
0: yeah, that's my issue too
1: like I feel like there have been better moments for her to play a big role, and now it's like well, we're already like at the end the rumbling's already happened like if she if the female Titan comes back, whatever like she hasn't had any development. Like, character development, really. Like, from who she is, how how she's grown. Like, everyone has gotten older. She hasn't. So, is there anything that she could do that would be of any consequence at this point?
0: The cynical answer is that she'll be the character in the spin-off series, right? <laughs> she'll wake up at the end and uh, they'll start um, a new series with her.
1: I keep saying uh, Ragnarok is here, right? Which is like the end of times, but also the beginning of new times. And in it, uh, in the story, like only two people will survive and they repopulate the world. So Armin and Annie. fast. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing I could think of at this
0: point. I just want people that love her to get their closure. So here's the chance. Fingers crossed. Let's close. Let's close Annie's story. All right. So that takes care of our chapter asks. Did you have any other chapter thoughts that were not covered in our Q&A?
1: I did think it was interesting that uh, we got to see a full rumbling on the 30th anniversary of the Berlin Wall coming down. Seriously? Seriously. Yeah, that was uh, pretty much uh, 30 years, almost (laughs) on the date. So... Walls falling. Yeah. Do you think walls he falling. planned that? I would. I wouldn't put it past him, but who knows? Who knows? Okay. Yeah. What the funny thing was also that I read that like across the world, more walls are being built than coming down. Like in our world. So. And
0: mm, that's. I wonder.
1: Yeah, but I wonder maybe that's also something he's thinking about Isayama, like. Putting walls. Maybe it's
0: a good thing that the walls are coming down for other reasons that we will see later on. So my other chapter thought, which came out of Andrew Allstar's live stream, somebody put in the chat, the live chat that was going on, the or just asked the question, why did Aaron announce his intentions to all Eldians? And I think that's this is the point that I've seen a lot of speculation about, a lot of good debate. Why? Why tell Mar- our Eldians? all over the world, and we have to assume the, mm. the wording in chapter 123 is that every LDN, regardless of where they are on the planet, was like tied into pads radio and got the broadcast. What does that accomplish when, you know, is the message basically like, okay, guys, sorry, you're dead. Or is it to rally them? Is it to give them a chance to hide? Like what? Why would he? Is there any practical reason? for him to have announced his attentions to all of Eldia. Well, like, I can I think, think of one practical reason. Oh? I mean, my practical reason would be that he didn't have the choice. Like, you either turn the radio broadcast on to everybody, like, you can't selectively broadcast to a group. It's all or none.
1: Yeah, that's what we discussed privately mm-hmm. before. That That's what I thought as well. Like, I don't oh, yeah. think... Uh, yeah, the choice. <laughs> I'm and, trying to take credit for your idea. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 no, I'm joking. But um, yeah, would there be. Why was he even announcing it to all Eldians? Or like, why did he even want to announce it to anyone? Why didn't you just go ahead with it? Why did he feel the need to. Or is it just like something that we need for, as as readers? You know, like the villain
0: explaining their master plan before they mm-hmm. get. Struck down. Wouldn't that be funny? Like, that's the trope, right? That's that's, yeah. And I keep saying that's what Zeke keeps doing wrong. He keeps announcing his plan instead of just doing it. Like, here Aaron is announcing his plan. Well, which they, are, they are brothers. They, they share the same blood. The evil villain being like, ha, 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 now I'm going to do this, which gives everybody just enough time to, to stop, stop them.
1: The, yeah. I'm glad, though, that I didn't read up about Norse mythology until after this chapter. because
0: because you uh, feel like it's all spoilers
1: yeah now looking back on it i think i would have figured out a lot of stuff beforehand it's more fun to see it let it play out because well i had the same like to a lesser degree with naruto like i didn't know that all the attacks were named after like japanese mythological stories or like beings and i was like oh oh that's interesting so when i found out later so this is this is more yeah but that was just about like ninjutsu this is really about the whole story i feel like he he's blended it in quite nicely and you know he
0: picks and chooses what he wants to put in but even the um the parasite spine creature is like a north mythology thing right um
1: i i haven't read up that much yet <laughs> so okay i, saw I wouldn't a post be able on Tumblr to that showed, or a picture,
0: showed a picture of a parasite spiny creature and i was like oh well there you go Oh, let me ask you this question. We did ask this in the poll. But um, do you think that the size and shape of Aaron's latest Titan form is important? And I've seen, like, I mean, it looks like like a dinosaur or, you know, it could possibly be <laughs> aquatic. Like, are I mean, is there a reason for that form or was this just aesthetic? I asked this on Andrew's live stream. And the consensus was aesthetic, that it was just like, oh, this will be cool. Let's do it.
1: And, but on the poll, it was different, right?
0: Yeah, on the poll, it was different.
1: I think like 60% of all people were like that his his form will play an important part to the story. Let me see where I, can, if I Oh, even more people. 77.5% mm. think his uh, shape and or size will be important.
0: Okay. Well, I hope in the comments they elaborated on that because I would love to know as somebody jokingly said like the spines, like he could somehow his form is big enough that he could toss colossals or, you know, bomb <laughs> them. Uh, I don't know. That seems silly. But who knows? Somebody else said, somebody else said swim them across like his form is large <laughs> enough that they could all ride on it. I don't know. Like people are, I can't tell when people are being silly. Who knows?
1: It reminds me of like the he's being he's so big he probably
0: is super slow as well like makes him mm-hmm. quite vulnerable so. and I don't know if you've seen it but Rainan shared a bit of artwork that potentially shows what the front of the Titan would look like which is kind of cool so if if you have I not haven't seen that seen
1: it. no <laughs> I will send it
0: to you and we'll also put it in the um in the links if I can't get it in the links it'll be on the on the uh, on our website so we'll share that because it's very cool it's very cool
1: So before we talk about our trip, we have one more question about SNK, but it's
0: about the anime. Don't you think it would be better if WIT Studio didn't animate season four, since they wouldn't even be making that much money off of it, because all the SNK money goes to the production committee. They are extremely short-staffed and have multiple other projects to work on. Don't you think a studio like Bones or A1 would give us more high-quality season, especially after how limited season's season three's animation was so i think you have thoughts about this i do too well i didn't think aside from the opening and the ending for
1: season three part two the animation was limited i like have you seen levi going through the streets like Mm. oh best one of the best if not the best scenes so far in the anime uh season three part two was amazing um if you've seen, like, on International Movie Database, like, the best episodes in series, like, I think Attack on Titan Season 3, uh, Part 2 has, like, four or five episodes in the top 20. Like, among Game of Thrones, Breaking Right, right Bad. exactly.
0: Among all forms of, of yeah. television entertainment.
1: It, actually, one is that uh, we're at number one. SNK is yeah. at number one. So people love this, this season, you know, it was it was great. Yeah, do I think season three, part one was great? No, but that was because of narrative decisions, not because of the mm-hmm. animation. And yeah, could it have been better at times? Sure, but I'm okay with what most, yeah, with most of it, I think. Um, and otherwise we can wait for the Blu-ray.
0: <laughs> and I do I do think that there's something to be said about being short-staffed and having multiple other projects to work on. I think That's true. another spinoff question of this would be, are you willing to wait for Wit Studio to have time in their schedule or if somebody like Bones or A1 wanted to take it? I mean, how heartbroken would you be if Bones or A1 picks it up?
1: Well, I mean, the animation style would probably change. It wouldn't be mm-hmm. it wouldn't be what it is. I kind of want, you know, they started it. We waited 4 years for yeah, season 2. I just want them to to end it. It's the last season. So,
0: I do too, but I do fear like the thank you books that we're getting, and the
1: yeah, that that's that's I, not a good good it's sign. It's not a good sign, no.
0: But so I'm hoping it's we- because
1: they're signing off after after mm-hmm. this season that we they're are still working the on end. it. Yeah, I hope. Maybe I guess my anything? preference would
0: be for Wit to finish it off, like for all the reasons that you said. But I do trust that if the series goes to someone else, I mean, Wit left it in such a good place, so. I think yeah. Bones or A1 would do it justice.
1: Well, and if, it, if it's picked up by their parents' studio, like IG Productions, that would be fine, too.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Would they give it up? Would Araki give it up? Well, just who knows? To be this close to the end. Yeah. <laughs> like, last season. I, th- I think they are, though. I think every indication really? has been that they might not be back. Well, yeah, the thank you books and...
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm keeping faith.
0: Okay. I'll keep it with you. <laughs> Team wit. Team wit. We'd like to thank everybody for sending in their questions. And we're going to take a little break and then we'll be back and talk about our trip.
1: So welcome back. Um, This part of the podcast is going to be a little bit different uh, than usual. So we would like to talk a little bit about our trip to New York City and also a little bit about
0: afterwards, because we didn't just go to New York, now did we? We didn't. We ended up spending the entire two weeks together. Pretty much. And we went to a total of three different locations. So we ended the trip in California, which was a lot of fun.
1: It was. It was. I think it was... Probably my best vacation ever. I think I enjoyed like every part of it very much.
0: It was, yeah, it was like three vacations, I guess. (laughs) You got the domestic, you got domestic America with me, which was brief. (laughs) You got to meet my dog. I love your dog. And then we went to California to surprise a friend, which, and to watch Primare, which, okay, (laughs) that was really dumb. So let, Okay. Tumblr anon says, "Any fun stories you want to share?" Yes. Hello, I'm Montaku. I flew to California because I wanted to see a movie with my friends. Um, <laughs> that's kind of dumb, but no, that it was wasn't the sole that, reason or the main it reason. It wasn't. It wasn't. But like, I can't even tell you. Like, I wanted to go to the movies with Ghost Martyr and see Mom and see Premare because they have made me watch so many series. Not made me. They have (laughs) strongly suggested and pinned me down and made me watch hundreds of episodes of animes that I did not know existed. So I wanted to take them to see Promare. So I got that.
1: Yay. Yay.
0: But there was way more. Okay, so anyway, you go. Luna, any fun stories you'd like to share?
1: Well, we did go see Promare and you were... Like oh, I really want to see the dub version, and mm-hmm. if you've seen it, then you realize why because it's a lot visually. It's mm-hmm. it's intense, and I was like, no, let's go see the original version. And then afterwards, I found out Johnny Young Bosch voiced one of the characters, and I was like, crap, I would have loved the dub version as well.
0: <laughs> it was good. Both are It good. was really good. And if you are in America. It will be back for one night on December 8th. So you have another chance. And I've already got a group together to go see it again, which will be mm. number three for me. Um, and if you don't live in America, and then you have to wait for the Blu-ray, which is February 8th, I think. But yeah, so I mean, it's just dumb. Like Also, popcorn is really expensive. Jeez, Crazy expensive in the wow. United States. So, but uh, Ghost Martyr made me watch um yeah, Guren Lagen, which I loved. I loved. And this is basically Guren Logan's baby. So it just it was my chance to get something back. So okay. So that's one fun and story. We went to the we went Robert. to the movies in California. We flew and to California to see a movie.
1: Yep, we did. And we did some other things. Oh, speaking of fun stories, um, I didn't know it is about Montaku until like maybe a month before uh, we went on holiday. But she is scared of bridges, crossing I'm bridges. Of heights. Yeah, heights. scared of heights. But she doesn't do well with bridges, so we went to um, San Francisco, and there's a very famous bridge there, the Golden Gate Bridge, and we decided to walk across it because there's no chance in hell Momtaku would drive across it. So okay, we said we would walk, and there's this giant fence, you know, so that you don't fall over or jump over the edge until there's this little part, this little balcony almost where you can look out and see the ocean and there's no fencing there. And that was the the moment where you decided
0: (laughs) (laughs) to run the other way, (laughs) to run back to shore. They have like this incredible private, like six foot high chain link fence until you really need it, when you're like standing out over the bay, then suddenly it's gone. And yeah. Th- yeah, like, do they statistically think that people don't go out to the middle of the bridge to jump? Like, I don't know why they stopped.
1: It was almost an invitation. Like, this is the place if you want to do a jump here.
0: A a four foot, a four foot wall. And it wasn't just that. Number one, I'm scared of heights. Number two, it's busy. Like, there are cars zooming past you. Two feet away, there's bicyclists, there's people with their children, there's people with their dogs. Like it's literally being at what's that crossing in Tokyo that the oh, I know
1: which one you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's like that. Except it's not that you're like that. It's on a bridge, and the, the bridges are well shaking. separated
1: from the pedestrians
0: <sighs> and the cyclists. It was the fact that I got on the bridge at all is a testament to how much I love all of you very much. <laughs> Yeah, well, I would have walked all the way across it, but you know, I hated every second. Every second I was on that bridge, I was anxious.
1: Yeah, and she was trying. She tried so hard.
0: (laughs) Do you remember we took um, uh, to save her face? (sighs) I took I took my plush monkey Zeke with me, which is another story of why I have a plush monkey named Zeke. Because anybody who listens to this podcast. Knows how I feel about Zeke Jaeger. But um, the person we were visiting, Ghost Martyr, is a jerk. Horrible person. (laughs) Do not recommend. 10 for 10. Avoid, avoid. When we got together last February, they presented me with a very cute monkey named Zeke. So anyway, I love the monkey. Hate Zeke. Love the monkey. Um, But and it's also kind of fun because I... In answer to that, they do not like Reiner. Go Smarter does not like Reiner. Mm. So I got the cute little stuffy for them and put a bandana around it that said Reiner. So I've got a monkey named Zeke. They've got a lab named Reiner. And it's kind of fun because not only is it like us totally jabbing each other, but we can take photographs together without showing our faces, which on the internet I do appreciate. Mm-hmm. So I had, I had Zeke plus Shizik with me, and I was literally like white knuckled clutching it. To my t- I was like, tr- I didn't realize that till afterwards. But that's pretty embarrassing, grown woman <laughs> crossing bridge, clutching stuffed animal. Like I can just imagine. I hope nobody was looking closely.
1: Oh yeah, how did you survive the the most? Yeah, the crookedest street in whole in the whole wide world. I think even that was pretty cool.
0: So ghost martyrs. Mom took us down Lombardo Street. Is that the one? Lombard Street. Yeah. Lombard Street. Yeah, that was wild. Like, that was, wow. People live on that. <laughs> yeah. Was, that was cool. That, that, that was, was the
1: crazy part. I forgot about that. Like, people have like, to there's park There's earthquakes there. and people
0: live on that. Yeah. Yeah, San Francisco is very cool. We did a redwood forest. That was really cool. We found the source of all organic matter. <laughs> I, there was so much. I, I think – so So you shared my embarrassing story. I will share yours. You go Like, ahead. I – y'all, I have never seen so much pumpkin spice anything <laughs> in my life. Basically, Luna's trip to America was eating every single American basic white girl – like, soup salad and breadsticks at Olive Garden, Panera, Starbucks – Pumpkin spice, everything. Like like literally it was just like we ran from one American chain to the next sampling all the foods that I don't know. I don't even know why you would know about them. But <laughs> yeah, from Cinnamon Toast Crunch, pumpkin Pop-Tarts. Like I can't believe you didn't turn into a pumpkin by the end of the trip. And we also did <laughs> – like we went to Kohl's to go shopping and you were just like a kid. I I have never seen somebody so excited. It's like 30% off coupon plus discount. It's like your Dutch mind was rocked at the sales. Yes, because
1: you cannot like use coupons on something that's already on sale here. Like we would take way too much advantage of that and people would go out of business but apparently at Kohl's that's not an issue so I went Mm -hmm. crazy and had
0: a lot of fun and you did you did get a really really great what $80 bag for like 20 bucks yep I did how's it how's it holding up it's it's in good shape
1: and it's pretty nice because I can put a lot of stuff in it
0: and the, and the whole reason for the bag is because somebody came to United States for 2 weeks with a carry-on and a little tiny purse and uh, yeah. well the
1: tiny purse was had to be replaced it was yeah on its last legs but I I didn't find any that I liked so then we were in the US and I needed a bigger bag anyway I still I'm quite impressed at myself that I managed to I am too bring everything that I bought back home in the carry-on because it was already bursting like it literally burst open, this zipper burst open when I was coming <laughs> to the US and I bought more crap and I, it, it, it held up when I went back. So
0: mission accomplished. I
1: don't know. Uh, yeah. That, that was, that was something.
0: So yeah, we spent, we spent two weeks together, right? Yep. Ex- we minus sure one did. day. We, we separated in California. You went back to New York for a day and I went back home, but yeah, I mean, eating together, like sleeping in the same room. It was... uh, Yep. Yeah. And I think what's interesting too, and I think people are surprised when I say this, but up until maybe a week before the trip, I would not have recognized you. You've not been very generous with photographs or a lot of... No, I, I don't send a lot of those. No. No. So as much as we've talked, I really didn't know what you looked like. And we've never video chatted. And so, yeah, that was... I feel like you... We're probably not surprised by what I looked like or how I, like my face when I'm speaking or my gestures or my mannerisms. There was probably like no surprises there for you.
1: No, not at all.
0: None. Because I've sent you videos of me talking. True. Yeah, I sent you an unboxing video. (laughs) But for me, you've only ever been like this disembodied voice. No selfies. You know what I mean? Like it was weird. Not, it's weird to me now that we made it two years and yeah, I'd never seen you. So I, for me, I was like meeting you in a way that you weren't meeting me. I was meeting all of you and not just your voice. Is this making sense? It's making sense because you were really surprised by. Yeah. That you smile more than I think. I don't. You smile and joke all the time. And you didn't
1: quite realize that before. Right? I did not.
0: <laughs> it was that like sometimes you say things and I'm just like, Oh what? You know, but to actually like little things like, um I'm trying to think of a for the only for instance I can think of is like you're the fat one or you know, just something Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> Making fun of me, what or the old one or whatever, but you say which are obvious jokes, which she didn't I know, get because I know, she didn't see but, the face. <laughs> oh, your delivery don't don't become a radio stand up comic. <laughs> let me just say that
1: I thought it was obvious from my intonation that it was a joke. Maybe it's you. No,
0: <laughs> maybe it is me. But I I think people listen. I I'm going to go out on a limb here <laughs> and say anybody listening to the podcast would be surprised that you actually, because I think I smile all the time. You smile and joke all the time. And uh, (laughs) yeah, not expecting that after knowing you for two years. So that was a good thing, right? A a good surprise. Yeah. Oh, a a great surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Like that changed a lot of things for me. And I didn't think the trip would change anything. Like I thought it was just I didn't think there would be any surprises because I, feel like, <laughs> I felt like I knew you very well. And yeah, surprise. Nope. So, <laughs> but okay, so we, we, New York City, San Francisco, California, and then you came home with me for a couple of days. I so, did. And there were lots and lots of stories in each of those locations.
1: True, true. We did a lot. Mm-hmm. We
0: really did and a lot. And you got sick. You did it.
1: Uh, Yeah, at the end, I got a really bad cold, and then you did as
0: well. But yeah, that was when the trip was over. So yeah, yeah, it didn't ruin the trip. So the humble servant wanted to know. I'm really excited to hear what Luna thought of America. Was there a culture shock? Was it what you expected?
1: Um, Well, I've been there before. I've been there two times before, and this was my third time going there. So um, TSA. Hasn't changed for the better, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, my God, getting in was abysmal. So I had a layover in Dublin, and that was the part why I had to go through Homeland Security. And the questions they asked me, it, my God, are they rude as Did, hell? And yeah, they asked explain, me... Can you explain,
0: like, what manga
1: was? And yes. <laughs> oh so God. I'm a very honest person, which not always... It's not something that's always appreciated, but it apparently it also gets me in trouble. Um, because I was just very forthcoming. Like, have you met these people before? He asked. I was like, no, I'm going to meet them for the first time. And that is something I should not have said. That is n- so I had to explain, where did I meet them? How what do you guys talk about? What is manga? Did, did
0: you did you end up saying the words Reiner Braun or well, on I Titan? was like
1: we we talk on Discord and he was like, So you discuss video games? And I was like, No, we
0: discussed manga. What's a manga? <laughs> So you actually had to say the word Shingeki no Kyojin or Attack on Titan with a Homeland Security representative.
1: I don't know if that specifically was mentioned during (laughs) the conversation, but it was like, (laughs) yeah, Japanese comic books. And he wanted to know, like, the exact number in my bank account. Mm. It it was weird. And it was, yeah, it was just unnecessary and incredibly rude. And I was like, I'm not going to stay here. Why would I want to stay in the U.S.? I like being rude. able to afford everything I need.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was also shocked, you know, like, oh, you get two weeks off. Oh, and I dyed my hair pink before I went. And then I said, like, oh, I work in HR. And he was like, not with that hair, you're not. Did he say that? No, that's the look he gave me, like. Oh, rude. <laughs> so Your yeah. it was very cute, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, so that was the bad part of the trip. Luckily, that was the only bad part of the trip.
0: So was there any culture shock uh, Well, Our great sales? We've already discussed that. The, well, that's not the a culture America's shock.
1: That was just a good sales. a good
0: surprise. <laughs> okay. No, but um,
1: the only thing that I was shocked by, even because I thought that was not legal in New York anymore, was like the portion sizes, but mm-hmm. also of drinks. Like I remember when we went to Panera and I was really thirsty. And I was like, oh, I'll get a large drink. And I didn't see what the sizes were because you just press on a computer screen. I don't know if it said like how many fluid ounces it was, but you know, that doesn't mean anything to me because you guys need to get with the metric system already. Um, so I got it and it was like, for my non-American people, like a full liter. It was like twice the size of the largest drink here. And I was just like, why? Why is this even being sold? I remember um, Taco's daughter came with us and we were at Olive Garden and she wanted to order of the kids menu because she wanted to have a smaller portion. And I kid you not, it was humongous the
0: portion she got. It was crazy. Okay, so. okay, we should ex- we should at least say that the Olive Garden was on Times Square, and it was a rainy day. So, like, it was it's so yeah. Kitschy, and we just wanted right? to have something
1: but to eat, but it was really good, surprisingly. It was yeah. We did soup, salad, and breadsticks. Oh, well, the breadsticks I were done that
0: good. They were I warm haven't been to fresh. Olive Garden in ten years, so. Yeah,
1: my expectations were low. I thought, oh, this is not going to be good. But it was
0: pretty, pretty decent. And especially since it was kind of a cold, rainy day. Anyone traveling to New York City to Times Square, there are no good food choices there at all and in, in no. Times Square, like great food all over New York City, not there. Everything there is going to be like chain restaurant or just really, um, you know, poor quality, whatever. But but it was actually very good. And um, as far as people watching went, it was fantastic. So I actually enjoyed that. I, I can't believe what I'm saying this. I enjoyed that meal so much. I enjoyed that meal so much. <laughs> oh, should we mention that uh, amateur night at the Apollo? That was the other kind of cool thing we did. Oh, yeah. That was amazing as well. That was very there. cool. We went to Harlem Wednesday night for amateur night at the Apollo, which has been going on continuously for like 84 years and it wasn't the performances that were good, but just, I don't know, everything, the energy, the, uh, the food afterwards, we ate at the Red Rooster, which is mm-hmm. a kind of a famous Harlem establishment. And that was amazing. So, oh, I yeah. want to go back. Me
1: too. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't want this to be over because we were staying at Momtaku's sister's place and she, like her sister took really good care of us, like... We came home, we were tired. She was like, okay, guys, what do you want from Grubhub? <laughs> oh, it was so nice just being able to relax. So,
0: And we traveled, and, and it wasn't just us. We had um, um, our, our Tumblr friend Cash for the first week, and then, of course, we hooked up with Ghost Martyr the last week. So we, uh, we'll do it again, though. We're looking at Japan, right? 2021, 2020 sometime.
1: Whenever I have
0: money. <laughs> yeah, that's the big one. Money and time. Yeah. Okay, anything else? Mm, is there oh, anything Oh, the else? last of Humble's question, was it what you expected? And I... I...
1: No, I don't think so. But in a good way. Um, I'd hoped TSA would have been easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I didn't expect because like we were doing a lot. Like we were, it wasn't like a beach vacation where you can sit back and relax, but I was so relaxed during the whole time and um, yeah, just comfortable with everyone. Like sometimes when you meet people um, that you've only spoken to online, they can be quite different and yeah, I felt like I knew everyone quite well and it, it was just very easygoing. I think we all got along great, so it wasn't awkward at all. That was like the biggest thing for me. Like, how will we all be when we finally meet each other? Mm -hmm.
0: So, Yeah, even when we went to um, California with Ghost Martyr, because that had the potential to be potentially disastrous because (laughs) we did not tell Ghost Martyr we were coming. We literally just showed up at their house. I wish we had taken a picture of the moment she found out we were there. (laughs) I've had other friends of mine. My friend lost causes whom I met in Scotland Mm. they were just straight up if you ever do that to me I would kill (laughs)
1: you like
0: in retrospect maybe maybe I mean I would have killed me
1: if I would have if somebody would shown up at my house unannounced, like nope not not happening enjoy the closed door you're gonna wait outside (laughs) (laughs) the whole time
0: mm. why did we decide to make it a surprise I don't remember Because that's way more fun. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind that nobody in their right mind would appreciate that specific surprise.
1: It was a good surprise, though, wasn't it? It was. Don't tell me it wasn't. It was. It was worth it to me. To me
0: as well, and I think to them as well. Yes, and and Emmy is somebody that's very difficult to surprise. We've been friends for online friends for five or six years now. We've we've been in person once before. And they're the smartest person I know. And, I mean, like, brilliant. And almost impossible to surprise. So this is my chance. I have surprised them twice in all the years I have known them. And I just take that as such a huge (laughs) badge. All right. Are we done? I think so. Is there anything else? That's amazing. We, um... So we've been recording for just over two hours, which, uh, yeah, that's crazy. But I feel like I really enjoyed the conversation. I have enjoyed it very much. Same, same. Okay. So we
1: want to thank our uh, three patrons since this month. Kenny H., Tieten Jaeger, and Carol. Thank you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Uh, If you're listening and you want to support us as well, we have a Patreon with several levels you can support us at,
0: or uh, you can give us a Ko-fi. And if you want to support us in other ways, you can just tweet about it, tell your friends, or uh, send us a comment or question. We like to know that people are listening. We also wanted to mention that if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or provide feedback, go to our website at (laughs) youhearbiggirls.com.
1: So as always, thank you for offering your hearts and your ears and see you next month. Bye.
0: Bye. Welcome to You Hair Big Girls, Attack on Titan podcast. I'm Mom Taku.
1: And I'm Luna. And this is our chapter 123 chapter discussion. Uh, First off, we wanted to... (laughs) Are we ever going to get this
0: right? I don't know. (laughs) Ah. Okay. And welcome to our chapter 123 chapter (laughs) discussion. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ah. See? Ah. You would think it's it's always the same maybe that's why i want to change it up welcome to you her big girls our 123 (laughs) chapter (laughs) chapter discussion (laughs) okay so do i just do my part again or do we hold the thing again let's just start over okay